As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. This episode of Sewing Out Loud is brought to you by the Made to Measure Leggings class from SewHere.com. This online class brings ZD right into your sewing room to show you how to measure, draft, and construct a pair of leggings based on your personal measurements. Go to SewHere.com leggings to find out more and get access to all the videos and course materials immediately. That's SewHere.com leggings. Welcome to Sewing Out Loud, the official podcast of ZD Sewing Studio. Here are your hosts, ZD and Mallory. Sewing Out Loud. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Mallory Donahue. And I'm ZD Donahue. Let us discuss lettuce edges. Oh, man. I couldn't resist. I couldn't resist. Maybe a little disclaimer here yeah. at the beginning of the podcast. We're broadcasting from ZD Donahue's home for old and nervous dogs. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so there is a quiet dog in the studio with us, but you may hear some toenails on a Clicking on the floor. floor but she's, she just, she she's just, just can't a mess. handle it. Just can't handle it right now. Although Mallory asked her to sneeze into the microphone, and she did. Yeah, I said, "Hey, can you go lay down, or could you just, you know, sneeze into my microphone?" And she sneezed, and she hit her little chin on the—I mean, not little uh, gigantic dog, but hit her chin on the table. People always, <laughs> on command. She's the one that people always say, "Oh my gosh, that's a huge dog!" And I go, "It's not my biggest dog. It's not the biggest one." No. All right. So. Uh, a question in the group was brought up, and I, I can't believe we haven't done uh, an episode on this. I don't think we have. <laughs> uh, but we're going to talk about lettuce edges today. Someone said something about, I can't do a lettuce edge on a woven fabric. And they're they're kind of right, you know. And right. So let's, let's talk about what how, how you can get these edges. So when we, t- when we talk about a lettuce edge, how we would define that is generally something you see on a knit. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's a process which will detail of stretching the fabric, and you get a little wave. Right, on it's the almost edge of your fabric. it's almost like a little ruffle. Yeah, it's it's a lettuce. You're lettuce actually piece. distorting the fabric. Yeah. Uh-huh. You're truly, truly distorting the fabric. You are stretching that just that very edge of that fabric away yeah. from the main body of the fabric. So you're getting. Well, I guess technically it's kind of a flounce because, you know, the, the volume doesn't come from right. gathering. It comes from stretching. Right. Okay. So, yeah, uh, that's what we're talking about. And then the other edge that we're going to discuss today is the wavy edge that you can get on a woven 
which we often call like a fishing line edge because that's right. how a we... wire or fishing line edge. A wire edge fishing because line you edge. insert a wire or a fishing line. Okay, I was that ever a zigzag live? Did we talk about that? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm hallucinating that. But we have a wonderful... Sometimes I dream we did something and we didn't do it. We have a wonderful example of the fishing line edge on a dress that ZD made me. So I think we've discussed this dress before. Oh, yeah, that dress has been shown. I'm I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Or a dress that you upcycled, if you will, uh, for me. So it didn't make completely. But uh, yeah. Okay. I love to talk about lettuce edges on the serger. Okay, so let's talk about how... So go ahead and talk. I will. I'm going to talk. That's why I Let us begin. Pod. Let us begin. All right. The stitch you use for a lettuce edge on the serger, you can technically use just about anything, right? Well, that's like true. It depends on what you want it to look like. We often use a rolled edge. We, a rolled edge is nice because you'll get coverage. Yeah. So the one thing that I get concerned about on a lettuce edge is the pokies. Yes. You know, am I going to have funny little pokey? Because I'm stretching that fabric right. through there. So I like to get coverage. Now, there's some fabric that doesn't give you pokey. Yes, it depends on the fabric. So, oh, you, so, can use, fabric. so you can use a longer stitch that's, yep. you know, farther apart and doesn't have so much coverage. Yep. You can also do this on your sewing machine with a zigzag, yep. with like a satin stitch. You can. Okay? But not as much fun. No. <laughs> but, but it, it can be done. <laughs> not as much fun. So... We generally like to use a rolled edge, but I have seen it done with like a three thread narrow. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen it done so much with the three thread wide. I've actually done it. Have you done it? With not a wide, but I have done it with a heavier thread. Oh, yeah. With a narrow. And boy, here's where we're talking about testing, testing, testing. Because you don't know what kind of look you're going to get depending on your thread, on your stitch length, and on your fabric type. Okay. Yeah, you do need to test right. on this. And the one thing that you have to make sure for sure is that you are on the stretchy, the stretchy edge of your fabric. So the stretch, the stretchy um, weave of your fabric, right? Like sometimes your stretch will only go across, like for on the weft. Right. Okay. Uh, and then sometimes it will go both ways. Right. Okay. But if you try to do it on a non-stretchy really not right. going to work Now, well. if you have something like a circle or a curve, uh-huh. that should work because it's like on the bias. Right. Okay? And you, you will get that stretch. So, uh, you're going to choose your stitch. You're going to choose your thread. Uh, we do we do like to do this. Um, it's very pretty with like a metallic yeah. thread. I oftentimes use two threads in the one, uh, one looper. Yeah, because it know. is nice to get coverage. Okay, And, so and you get a, like, I can get a variation in color or yeah. something. Or I can use a metallic and a regular polyester thread. This is fun also with the woolly nylon yes. or the maxi lock stretch yes. thread. But woolly nylon is, uh, it'll puff up more. Because it puffs nice. up and fills. Okay. It was lo- it, the stretchy thread also. Yes. So then you've got your stitch chosen. You probably want to be at like the lowest stitch length almost. You're going to be like in the one and two area or below. to try out. Right. To try out. I mean, yeah, I'd, I'd start at one and then go okay. up or down is okay. what I would usually do. So you're going to be there. And then a lot of people will tell you, so what, what makes this lettuce edge is the fabric getting stretched out. So a lot of people will tell you to set your differential feed to stretchy, okay? Right. So we can – differential feed is a, 
a whole a whole thing that if you don't know what it is, I wrote a really awesome blog post on it. We'll link to that. But I actually don't change the differential I, feed. No, I don't either. I pull it myself. I, we are the differential right. feed. I right? am my differential feed. Yes. Because it won't cut it. All right. It's got to be stretched more than that. Right. There won't. You won't get. The lettuce. The letty, le, le, yeah, the letty, letty, <laughs> lettuce part. Yes. If it, it won't stretch it enough. It no. can't mesh it out. It can't stretch it that So you far. know when you send something through your surgery and it gets wavy right. and then you actually you take your differential feed elsewhere, this won't, you won't get the wave you want with right. just the differential The other feed. thing when I'm stretching is I'm also making sure that I'm just making sure I'm getting right up next to that blade and that is not being pushed away from okay. the blade because the that's where I get the good okay. coverage. This is the part that I like to talk about because I like to talk about the serger space-time continuum, okay? That's oh what gosh. I like to call We're it. We're in the twilight zone. Yes. Do, 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 do. Okay, so what CD is talking about when we talk about being our own differential feed? Okay, and we're always yelling at you. Stop stretching. Stop pulling your fabric through the machine. If if you wonder what it would be like to have ZD or Mallory as your sewing teacher, it would be us sitting there telling you to stop pushing and pulling on your fabric. That's right. <laughs> be nice. Be hey, gentle. Hey, quit. Let let the be machine easy. do that. The machine okay. can do the work. Not right now. Okay, we are going to tell you. What well, this to, is special effects? This is special special. We're going to tell you to get your rolled edge or your whatever started and then you're going to pull from the back and you're going to pull towards yourself from the front and you are going to now that's not actually pulling your fabric through it's just sending stretch so you're pulling your through. fabric sort of apart and then pulling it through that's at the same time right. so you're following the lead of your machine mm -hmm. but as that fabric is being sent through, it is in a stretched state. Right. And as, such a good way and of as it. it's cutting yeah. there. Okay, no, I have to you, talk about that. Yeah, you want to be right up next to you and keep it up next to your blade. Okay. Right? Okay. You here, don't want to let it get pushed away. Here it is. Here's what happens. Here, if you've ever tried this and you've gotten frustrated, what has happened to you is your stitch goes off your fabric for a little bit, right? It was even happening. We had a teacher who was about to teach this class. And, uh... She's very experienced seamstress, okay? But she was having trouble. She said, Mallory, I keep my stitch keeps falling off, okay? And they said, okay, it's because of the space-time continuum on the serger. So, that's right. Or maybe I can come – can someone come up with a better – maybe it's not the continuum. It's like the paradox or like the Twilight whatever. zone. Okay. Your – The space continuum zone. Okay. I don't know. Whatever. Someone smart. I'm sure there's like an astrophysicist who yeah. listens to this podcast. Or Fred, with, maybe Fred, you could come up with something. Not, she's not an astrophysicist. She's like a genetic. No, but she's she's creative and <laughs> we have we and have, goony and scientific all at once. We have faith in you, yeah. Fred. Okay, here's what it is: the you have a blade on your serger that cuts your fabric. It's actually two blades, the upper and the lower, but they're together, and they are in front of your needle. Your fabric gets cut. First. And then there, yep. yes, your fabric is cut, and then as it moves along, there is both time and space between it being cut and it being stitched. And most of the time, you're not stretching your fabric because we're ZD and Mallory are there slapping your hand, telling you not to do that. And so your fabric is allowed to pass through the space-time gap there and then be stitched on and everything's happy. But in this case, 
we're sending this stretched fabric through and it has the tendency since it's being stretched after it's cut to like spring away from the area where the stitching happens under the foot okay so you need to be watching we don't want you to really watch your needle but you need to watch that edge of the fabric to make sure that after the fabric gets cut, that new edge is going to be going under the foot to where it can get stitched. So I sort of angle my arm, okay? Uh, the arm that's behind the feed right. dogs. So let's talk about this. My left hand is holding the fabric behind the foot, behind the feed dogs. My right hand is holding the fabric in front of the blade, in front of the machine. It's closest to my body. And that left hand, I kind of cross over the center of my body a little bit to make sure that my cut fabric is moving, making sure that it's getting under the foot. Right. Otherwise, you'll, you'll notice, oh, it got off, and you'll correct, and it'll get on, but you'll have this little tail of, right. um, of serger chain. You know, right. that is off of your fabric. So that's where you need to be really consistent at your placement. Um, you need to be consistent in your stretching and consistent in your feeding. And you do have to let go and then grab again and let go and grab again. Because, of course, you know, you while you're holding this, say you're only going to sew six inches six, or four yeah, inches or whatever. Yeah. And then you have to gr grab hold again and do it again. So you have to be consistent in these movements to get a consistent look. Which is something that we say right. about other types of sewing, too. Right. So good reminder. Uh, yes, so you will be uh, stretching, sending, stretching, sending through. So I have some nomenclature. Okay, let's let's hear it. Serger time zone. Serger time zone. Not good enough for you? I don't know. Oh, God. Where's Fred? Definitely want time, space time to be. You want there. Cause space? Because, like, you know, there's like there's space and there's time, but then we actually know that space, space time, time zone? is so one The space time thing. zone? Okay. I don't know. Just picturing like a serger in the middle of a grid and it's creating weight and it's drawing everything toward it. No, it's drawing all the knits she's in the house She does it. not know what she's talking about. I don't think. Oh, other I people think are going to love this. She's making this up. Other it's people all are like, love this. yeah. Okay. So you have, but that is where lettuce edge, lettuce edges get in the way uh, or get, get mm -hmm. trouble. You know, it's right. where people have trouble with them. And every lettuce edge can turn out different depending yep. on the stretch of your fabric, you know, the fabric content, whatever, how much. Yeah, we, so, and for, if I sit down and do one and then Mallory sits down and does one, it may look very different. Yes. Because there is the, you know, the variability of us, oh the factor gosh. of us. So what we did, the activity we did to create this, to, to practice this technique, you know, so we'd have classes where we did serger techniques. Right. But of course we wanted everybody to be able to like walk away with something, you know, like, yay, I did a project, you know. And so we had, we made a scarf, a layered scarf. So we cut out rectangles and of like three different lengths, they were just maybe like two inches shorter than each other uh, or something. So they could be like staggered. Right. And then we sort well, of. Or they were layered, not staggered. Well, yeah. staggered and layered. Well, both, okay. both things. Both. Yes, yes, you're totally right. Uh, so then with your rectangle, you kind of cut off the edges so it sort of was arced, you know, a little bit like we had a little. Uh, you know, curve to it. We didn't obviously try to make like a square edge. And we made these. She means rounded edge. Rounded. Or a rounded corner. Yeah. But it wasn't, right. you know, it was a little bit more severe than that. It looked yeah. like the end of a feather or something. 
Yes, you know, more pointed. Yes, is more that what pointed. you want to say? I really okay. think there's a word that I'm missing out on here, <laughs> but whatever. Okay. <laughs> and so we did these three layers, and then we put them on top of each other and just did a straight stitch. So really, it was just kind of giving you this lettucey edge frilly frilly is the word there that we're getting here frilly edge scarf right. with these three layers and this was in the days this must have been when we tried to do this several several years ago because we could only find like two fabrics at our local joann's that would let us do this because they literally did not have knits Right. And now they kind of do-ish, sort right. of, sometimes. But, yeah, this was in the day. Well, and you couldn't, you really couldn't order online at the time. No, it, not in the not in the way we can now. And we, like, had stuff at home that we'd gotten at some point. And, actually, t-shirt knit is yeah, t-shirt knit's good nice for this. For this. Um, t-shirt knit can be good for this. But we had, like, an It's inner... also a way to hem a t-shirt. Yeah, okay. So let's talk about, uh, well, I did want to bring up, so we found some nice kind of jersey that was good for this that was were like kind of tightly knitted and when something we had some interlock that was more loosely knitted and it was almost too stretchy like it would stretch out way too much in the process you know well if you if when you pull the fabric it sort of pulls the fibers too far far apart like there's too much it doesn't hold well overstretch right yeah okay yeah so practical uses is you can hem a t-shirt this way it's you see it on little kids Mm -hmm. clothes especially a lot I think one of my samples was that I took a ready-made shirt that was in the store. I took a ready-made shirt, and I took metallic threads. Yeah. And I say, you know, I didn't really change the hem as much as I just sort of cut, cut off, off <laughs> you know, the hem. And I did the sleeves, and I did um, the the hem bottom on the bottom of the shirt. And then I actually just sort of top-stitched around the collar so I had it like in three places okay so I've never I've always thought this is like a super cute hem right and that's fine but I've never really liked it for a neckline because we're always trying to not get our necklines to be wavy right right well well then I turn on the great British baking show masterclass and there is Mary Berry in a pink knit top and the neckline is a lettuce edge. And it's sort of, it lifts off her neck in certain places. But, you know, it's high enough that it's not, of course, you know, like showing anything. But, you know, we're always trying to get, like, the perfect neck band and not to get our neck lines to be wavy or out of shape. And I'm like, well, shoot, just do a freaking lettuce edge and, you know, embrace it. Like, so <laughs> I just thought it was funny that, you know, we, we're always trying to get that opposite effect, but it looked very well, elegant. Well, and again, that would be something you'd really want to test. Yes. Because, you yes. know, I think that the fabric that she was wearing was had had was a heftiness to it. It did. It I was think not too. a limp fabric. No, it wasn't something that would have like way overstretched and been a problem uh, mm. or something like that. It was a knit with some more body to it. I totally agree. But that is what inspired this episode. Yeah. And I, thought, I think the other this. thing you could try and do is like maybe put like the shaper knit under there. Mm. You know, it would sort of. And see if that works. Or, Something like that. You know, you know, have your body of your T-shirt be two mm-hmm. layers, right? So that that yes, mm-hmm. but you will you will need to test because, like Zidi said, this works differently, right? On every and the other thing fabric. you could do is you know you could do a cover stitch in you know in farther and have that, yep. so you had some stabilizing stitch there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there are a lot of things you right. could do, but uh, 
this is a technique that won't really work on a woven. Okay. I learned to do this technique uh-huh. on my regular sewing machine. Okay. Okay. And where how where I learned it was I was making skating skirts for okay. night skaters. Okay. And it was, you know, the really close zigzag, and I just stretched it, and I learned it on lycra, you know, and I and Can that's you trim how we away after on that or no, what you got on no, the edge? it was like almost like doing a tiny hem. You yeah, had to right. be like right there on it. Yeah, and of course, I always use matching thread at that point uh-huh. because it wasn't pretty. it was more the technique yeah. than how that thread looked. Where when I got a serger that was easy to use decorative threads in and all that. You know, I it sort of advanced myself yeah. to the serger, where then I used the serger thread as being, you know, a decorative, you know, point. Right. Um, Part of the uh, look. appointment. Yes, it wasn't just. But on these little skating skirts, we were just worried about getting that little edge. You were just trying to get that right. fullness. Oh, mm-hmm. and I do want to say, if if you do your lettuce edge and you're successful and everything, you can then stretch it out a little more. Okay, and sometimes it'll, so if you're like, oh, I'd, I'd really like this to be a little frillier, right. sometimes you can stretch it after the fact, too. Right. It's because we do this all the time without wanting to, right? You can right. say, oh, no, I've overstretched my knit, and now it is wavy. Well, that this is taking that to an extreme, okay, and getting you uh, an edge that we can call, you know, a design detail. So anything else to add on this technique before we take a break, ZD? I can't think of anything right now, so I'll bring up something later. Okay, great. (laughs) Sounds good. Sounds good. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Wouldn't it be cool if everyone who listened to this podcast could learn how to make perfectly fitting leggings directly from you, the leggings expert? Well, yes, Mal. That's why we produce the Made to Measure Leggings class. I teach anyone, no matter their age, ability, or gender, to make perfectly fitting leggings based on their measurements. And if someone is feeling particularly generous, they can make leggings for anyone who they can get to stand still long enough to measure. 
you, yes you, can get immediate access to all the videos and course materials in the Made to Measure Leggings class by going to sewhere.com leggings. This online class allows you to complete the process at your own pace, and you own it forever, so you can rewatch it as many times as you need. Stop struggling with the leggings that roll down or sag in the wrong places. I'll be your guide as you create leggings that are made especially for you. No matter what your equipment or skill level, ZD covers everything from measuring, drafting, cutting, and construction on a sewing machine or serger in this class. Go to SewHere.com leggings and get started today. Sewing out loud. And we're back. All right, so this hem isn't a lettuce edge. I don't call it a lettuce edge. I call it, you know, a wavy wire edge or a wavy um, fishing line edge. Yeah, it is. I think some people might think they maybe have heard the term lettuce edge and Mm -hmm. they see this edge. And it also looks kind of like lettuce, you know. If you were a bride or saw a bride in the 1980s, this was on her dress maybe and on her veil. Well, maybe even like at her sleeves. Sometimes they have like the puff. They, They... the puffy sleeves, sometimes they, it would just be like the big ruffle on the sleeve yes. and there would be several layers. Layers okay. of it. yeah. Yeah, and it was this big wave on the end of a sheer fabric. And we put it on the edge of a ballroom dancing dress for me. Right. So that may also jog and that the was chiffon. Yes. That was on silk chiffon. Yeah. So the way that this edge is made is you're actually, you can't, on a woven, you can't do the stretching and get the effect that we just spoke about right. in the first, you know, act right. of, oh, the first act of the podcast. How do you there like you that? Go. All right. Um, so. Scene one. Yeah. You're not going to get, you're not going to get that type of edge. You can try to kind of stretch out of maybe on the bias or something that's not going to work. However, doesn't this fishing line or this wired edge have to be done on the bias? It does. It does. Okay, it absolutely I does certain. because you have to have the stretch. You have to have the Okay, so you can't take a, you know, woven piece of fabric and go on the weft or on the um, warp. warp. It has to be on the bias. Now, it does not have to be on the true bias. Okay. So it can be on a hemline of a skirt that is curved. Okay. Okay. Um, same way with a sleeve. You know, you either cut the sleeve on the bias or that sleeve has to have a curve to it. It has to have the curve or you will, because the edge of that fabric has to be able to stretch and have that movement. You're also not going to get this on like a heavy woven. Like if you sew fishing no. line, well, I said sheer. I don't yeah, know if yeah, anybody you did. heard yeah, me. Yeah, so I just wanted to reiterate yeah. that. So it can be on a knit, right? Yeah, and you know, on the knit, you don't. You just have to make sure you're on the stretch of the fabric. Right. If it doesn't stretch one way, it's not going to work. Right. You know, on the non-stretch. But you, uh, you can't take part. like. Uh, a brocade and so fishing line no. on the edge of it and expect it to do probably isn't going to happen. <laughs> That's happening. So we, this is a technique. It's usually you know it's it's usually a sheer or a knit right. and not even you know like I would say light to medium knits, mm-hmm. not even a real real heavy knit. Right. Okay. So we did this on like a lightweight chiffon. It was a poly chiffon, right? Oh, I think it was silk. Oh, did you order silk for that dress? Mm-hmm. Well, okay. It's a silk dress. It's a silk dress, so we ordered silk chiffon. Yeah. All right, so it's a lightweight, sort of like loosely, you know, it's a sheer, so it's a little more loosely mm-hmm. woven, sort of. And uh, 
we put you put gores. So those were gores into a dress, right? Ready made dress. And so the bottom of the gore was shaped. You know, it had a what a, a curve. curve shape. You know, so you didn't cut that gore on the bias, really, did you? Question mark. I have to go look at the dress. I don't know. Not sure. Okay. Yeah. But at least I But I, that... I do know that the bottom of that stretched. <laughs> yes, it did. It worked. It worked. Yeah. And then this is a technique that we execute on the serger. And we use which foot? The elastic application foot what? is what we use. And the reason we use that, what? it has a tiny little hole in it. Yes. Where you can send through a wire uh-huh. or a... um fishing line right so what kind of fishing line what kind of fishing line well <laughs> here we go test test test, test again test, test. because the thicker the line the less wavy okay the thinner the line and I, I can't remember like so it it's it has to do with the test strength yeah it's like a 180 pound or a yeah, yeah, pound right. fishing so line. i think it's like I can't, I can't remember which way it goes how it goes but the, you know, the finer it is and still strong, it will curl different. Yeah. And so it depends on your fabric. It depends on the weight of your fishing line. So like ZD said, right. test, test, test. Right. You, you do need for every application you're going to yes. do. And I do do this with the rolled hem. Okay. Because you're trying to encase this fishing line. Rolled edge or rolled hem. Well, either would probably okay, work, but I, I think I do. Clarify. I think I do rolled edge actually. Okay. okay. But I think either would work as long as you can encase this. You yes. you're trying to encase it. Now here's the deal. You're going over this with your fabric. You know, you're, you're, so you're sending your fabric through the machine, the wire, the wire, and or the. Um, now wire is a different thing, and we usually do that like on a ribbon or yeah, something. Yeah, you can make your own wire uh, ribbon. It's I mean, Which I, I think I've used a wire but... like in a costume before where uh -huh. I wanted something really stiff. But that's not something I would do probably in like a practical garment that sure. I was going to wear. Um, so you're sending the edge of your fabric through the machine, cutting off just a little bit. You've mm -hmm. got your knife engaged, right? You're on your um, three-thread rolled. Mm -hmm. Again, tight, probably. Yeah. Down, down, start at the one and that go up or down, right? Uh -huh. um, probably going to wind up on a half or one, I would say. So just enough to move it through. Yeah. Yeah. And get it to encase this, yeah. right? But when you start out, you want to have a big, long tail, of this line. Right. So feed that through your machine and pull out like I would say 18 inches even maybe. Because you're not okay. stitching through the line. You're stitching over it. Over this, it. This Encasing line will it. continue to slide through this casing. That's right. Through the life of the garment. Okay. So you go around and go around and go around. And it may not really look like much is happening. Uh-huh. Okay. Or, Can I just clarify before uh -huh. you move on? You're not stretching your fabric like you're you not. did in the in Act 1. Right. Okay, so you're just okay. sending your fabric through. Right. Okay, sorry, go ahead. So you're just sending your fabric through, letting it do its thing, making sure it's up close, making sure, you know, you're covering and the, the fabric's not getting pushed out and all this. Okay. And that you're not accidentally cutting your fishing line, right? Yeah. Then you finish, and it, you're in the round, so you just kind of go off the fabric a little bit, mm -hmm. right? Okay. When you finish, you... You 
Do you, not cut your you fishing line You don't have to cut the fishing line at all. Or you can leave okay. like two feet or something or a yard of it. And then you go back and you start pulling the fabric over this line. You sort of spread it out over this line. That's why you have the excess on both ends, right? Right. Because, and it starts to curl. So the curl is coming from, from the, the fishing line, line. Mm-hmm. and from the flexibility you've gotten in your fabric mm-hmm. from it not being directly on the straight of grain. Right. So it's on the true bias or it's curved. Right. And then, yeah, you're going to... And it may look straight. Yeah. As it's coming out of the machine, it may look nice and straight and flat, and you're like, well, this Whoa, is not working. Yeah. And it is, it's, it, as long as you're on the bias. If you're on the straight of grain, it will just be flat. Yeah, it's not going to give you the, right. the curl. Like, I mean, some of these, I'll try to find some images to kind of give you an idea, but, you know, you think of almost the curl that you see on some, you know, flamenco-looking costumes. Yes. Where they've, All it, I can think of is 80s brides. You know, they had their hair up, and they had, like, this... this um, the tiara, the yeah, and then the, their veil was and yeah. Here's the thing about tulle. Yeah, tulle stretch whichever way you want. Right. So you get the shape you want of this bridal veil, right? And then you just go for it, right? Because tulle is so loosely, loosely, loosely woven, loosely woven, loosely woven. <laughs> it's so loosely woven that you know you can stretch it. In any which way you want to. Yeah, it's just a, it's just a tiny mesh, makes right? Makes it cool. And sometimes your chiffons are kind of like well, that, that's too. Well, that's, yeah. that's why I said that. That's why I'm thinking I was might have just been on the curve and not, and not on, on the, the bias. bias it right. will work. Because the way I put that in, I'll have to, I'll have to look. I don't remember. Yeah, but, but it will work. Do you know work. how long ago that was? Like, wasn't that Well, forever? I was my senior year of high school, so it was oh, it 2007. Was? Okay. Oh, my God. Well, I was going to say 15 years. I guess it was only 13. <laughs> yeah, only 13. So, yeah, your, your fishing line, but this is where the testing comes in because you, let's pretend someone, you know, you have a right. fishing line in your tackle box. You got two different weights. You try the two different weights on the fabric you want to use or. And this is you know, also whatever. one of those excellent things to get yourself like a container or a baggie or something. Oh, my gosh. Yes. And keep your samples because. Even though the next time you do it, it might not come out exactly the same because you're not, you know, there's some variable there, whether it's your fabric or your whatever. But you'll have an idea of where maybe to start. Okay, I want to go back to, you said, this fishing line's encased. It can move throughout the life of the garment. It's not stitched through. Okay, so if you make a costume for somebody and there's a little bit of fishing line there and they don't understand how long you And they're in show it, choir. And they're just like some <laughs> squirrely teenager. And they pick on their costume. They sit there and pick on their costume. Okay, they could pull out this fishing line. So what do you do about that? What do you do? You smack them no i'm kidding uh, actually what i did is i put a dot of glue on okay it. so at 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 the end i would sort of glue it to the fabric yes yes you know i would off. just use a dot of glue and um the one i used at the time was that f-150 or whatever oh, yeah but e6000 would work okay. you know any of those quick drying you know polymer type yeah anything you know, I'm saying quick drying because, you know, you don't have to water it. Right. But, like, a fray block would probably not be strong not quite enough. Cut it. Right. You really want it to sort of stabilize that fishing line. Yeah. I, I walked up and this girl was like, look, 
and yeah, she had like pulling it all. It out. was almost all out. I mean, I just got like the last. This is on a big circle skirt, right? And like the last foot of it was still in. I was like, why did she think it was an accident? <laughs> yeah, I mean, why did she think it was an accident? Uh, but anyway, and that was on. Um, Sparkle organza. Okay. On a circle skirt. So we, you left mine because it won't, it won't generally like come out on its own. Like it's in there. Pretty no, secure. it's pretty much in there. But we. But have, what I do is, you know, you're threading it past each other yeah. at the ends. Yeah. But we have on one layer of that skirt. You did three tiered layers, I yes. believe. Um, on one layer of that skirt, you left it, and we, since we talk about this kind of stuff, we pull it out. We all pull the it time. out a little bit. We're like, yeah. look, here's the fishing line, right. and then we put it, pull it back in. You know. Well, and here's something else interesting about this skirt. Okay, um, that I made. So I took a existing a straight fitted dress and yeah. turned it into a full skirt by putting gores in it mm-hmm. and I was unable to match the color right right so what I did is I went to the other extreme and the three layers of chiffon each one is a different color yeah so it's various shades of brown right so it's all these different shades of brown and then on the actual surging, the, the thread that I did yeah. is I did every single color in a different variation of thread. Yeah, different. Different colors, different textures. Different browns. Kind of right. think one of them is sort of a coppery, mm-hmm. you know, orangey color. So, yeah, that was. And that, this was a um, ballroom dress. Yes. So, you know, it had to sort of bounce and flow and go with her. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that is, those are those two sort of edges that, you know, one, I, I can see how someone would think of that fishing line edge is a, it could be called a lettuce edge. Like if they're just getting it. Yeah. Salad, they'd be like, oh. It's like big fat lettuce. Yeah. It's just, like romaine so versus. Um, there's like curly edge kale. Yeah. And there's ca- like. It's, yeah. Actually, the, the types really, of kale. I would say the kale edge is more like the other, the knit surgery one. The knit one. should be called the kale edge. It should be edge. called the kale edge okay. now that we all know what kale is. Yeah. Yes. Everybody knows what kale is yes. now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right, everybody. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Test, test, test. Test, test, test. Get yourself some fishing line. Go get your tackle box. Have a good time. And, and tool is fun to do. Yeah. I have to admit. <laughs> That's the only time. It can make a really cute tutu if you do several layers (laughs) of it. Yeah. Go make a tutu. You can find us on Instagram. We're at SoHereComesZD. Take it away. So long and so happy. Thanks for listening to Sewing Out Loud. For even more expert sewing advice, visit SewHere.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.